It's a be- it's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your talk show host, Randy Fine. Today we're going to be talking about dementia and how it can be prevented, stopped, and reversed. Um, Today's special guest, coach, consultant, plant-based food chef, food chef, Alexi Bracey, offers beneficial suggestions, guidance, and inspiration to help us live long, die young, and live beyond our legacy while thriving as we age. There is a tsunami of dementia on this planet today with some statistics citing that up to 50% of the world will die of neurological disorders, and women are three times more at risk. Why is this happening? Well, Alexi says you can blame it on the planet, modern technology, the toxins, the water, the air, the poor diet, but it comes down to being educated and making healthy lifestyle choices. Alexi, president of Whole Health Academy, lives in Toronto, Canada. She offers coaching and resources to individuals individuals who wish to thrive as they age and ward off disease. She offers a natural, non-invasive 30-day detox online program, complete with group and individual coaching, ongoing education through teleclasses and guest interviews, many other resources, and continuous new lifestyle support. And now I'll introduce you to our special guest so we can get started talking on this amazing topic. Good morning, Alexi, and welcome. Good morning, Randy. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. I'm delighted to have you. Um, Let's start off with, um, I know that cancer saved your life 20 years ago. What was all that about and how did that spur this um, whole um, topic that you have become involved in? When I was diagnosed with cancer, not knowing anything about it, I knew in my heart of hearts that I was going to beat it and I was going to do it naturally. So 20 years ago, we didn't have the availability of the Internet like we do today. So I spent hours at libraries and at bookstores researching all I could about cancer. And I learned, much to my amazement, that it was diet played a a role, but so did your emotional health and the toxins that were around you. So, you know, continued to study. And I was a, a, um, a traditional chef at the time. And so I just took off that hat and put one on of a plant-based chef and really embraced um, a whole food plant-based diet and, you know, did a lot of emotional work and, you know, got rid of, you know, toxic um, toiletries and cleaning products, you know, what was, a, what was available to know about at that time. And without, within a year, without drug surgery or medical intervention, I was cancer-free. And so then I started helping people that were diagnosed with cancer and, you know, giving them hope. This was before all the 
cancer summits and all the summits we have online today were, you know, knowledge was really limited unless you were diagnosed with something. And so I continued my studies, and I have for the last 20 years, anything and everything related to health. You know, uh, emotions play a role, toxins play a role, nutrition plays a role. And then one day I was at a nursing home, and in, it, was, it was lunchtime, and the one dining room, the residents were all animated and having a lively conversation and sharing their excitement about an impending trip. Down the hall, there was another dining room, and there were about 25 women in there, and it was total quiet. They had to visit, visually be shown what the choices were for lunch, this plate or that plate. For many of them, the food had to be cut up. Some had to be fed. Some fed themselves. Some fed themselves like a four-year-old. No eye contact, no conversation. It was like total silence. And I had never experienced anything like this. And it just shook me to my core. I thought, this is what happens when people are diagnosed with dementia, neurological disorders, And what was even more shattering was that I'd say probably at least a third of these women were a lot younger than me, like probably in their mid to mid fifties. And I went, this has got to stop. People have to know that there is a better way. You don't have to end your golden years in such a situation. And so, you know, continued further research and because the topic of, Dementia has become like everybody's hot button. I, and, and I learned that, you know, preventable, stoppable, and in many cases, reversible. Not, not in all of them, but a significant number. And, you know, people don't take notice about their health. They're not usually proactive until they are faced with some kind of challenge. And then they go, okay, well, I've got diabetes, so I better change this or I've been diagnosed with heart disease, so I better change that. Um, But people think that gradually, you know, experiencing brain fog or forgetting where your keys are is a natural part of aging. Well, it is to a degree, but this aging starts well into your 20s or 30s. It doesn't all of a sudden happen when you're 50 or 60 or 70. And it comes back to lifestyle habits, the way you look after your body, even in your 20s and your 30s, that has been proven. And so now with so many corporations introducing wellness programs for their employees, wouldn't it be a great idea to implement a smart brain program to teach these 20 and 30 and 40-year-olds how to look after their brain because it will all be reflected down the line in the decisions these executives make, um, being innovative, being on top of um, what the latest technology is. So it doesn't just, you don't just prevent it when you're older. You start when you're younger. But through your middle mature years, like 40s or 50s, you know, be proactive because we live in a, inflammatory we live an inflammatory lifestyle you know we've gotten to be sort of sloppy with our food choices 
and the toiletries and cleaning products we use, you know, the amount of Wi-Fi we use on a daily basis, um, you know, living in a toxic relationship or, you know, being really stressed at work. So, you know, if, if you change your diet, but you live in a stressful relationship, you're not going to get any better. But then if you eat junk food, but do meditations and yoga and, and fix the stresses in your life, you're still not going to get any better. So right. There's so many it's a whole lifestyle. To, right. Yeah, it's, it's many things to sort of encompass. And, you know, the mainstream model, health model is, okay, put a Band-Aid on it. We'll give you a pill. Well, that's not a solution because I like to get to what is the root cause. So if you imagine a tree, and a tree has all these branches coming out, and on these branches you have heart disease, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, uh, cancer, COPD, dementia. But what feeds these branches and these leaves or what is at the root system? And what is at the root system? Any combination of poor nutrition, lack of sleep, not enough exercise, parasites, mold, fungus, toxic environment, toxins. So those things have to be addressed in order to reap a better yield with the leaves on the tree. So it's the same thing with your health. When you get to the root cause of what is causing your disease, then you can address it. So it's the same thing with dementia. According to Dr. Klinghart, who is a world authority on neurological disorders and Wi-Fi, he says that the two leading causes of dementia today or neurological disorders is Wi-Fi and glyphosate. Not to negate the other ones, but he sees, he sees these two as paramount. So if you Okay, so I have a question. I have a question. Alexia, I have a question. Okay. Um, so sure. um, what is the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's, or is there? Well, dementia is, uh, I'm sorry, dementia is Alzheimer's. So it's neurological disorders in the form of dementia, which could be Parkinson's, MS, Alzheimer's. So they're all sort of branches of the same thing with, you know, different, different symptoms. But, you know, Alzheimer's is like the one that everybody talks about. It is a form of dementia. It is a neurological disorder. And so um, is it a more severe form of dementia or one that is um, more uh, harder to treat? Well, well, it, it sort of depends on how far along the person has had these symptoms. Uh, will sort of determine how well you can treat it. And if you're maybe in early stages um, and you really feel that you have that drive and that support uh, to live and you want to make you want to make these changes, you will, just like I have the drive to change my cancer diagnosis. So if you have the drive, you know, you're, you're realizing that all of a sudden your memory isn't as sharp anymore and you're forgetting things. So, you know, be proactive and do some research and look into, you know, what the causes may be and what can I do to improve it. So Alzheimer's depends on the various levels, how severe it is. And, you know, at the, you know, latter stages, there's not really much hope you can do. Um, in the earlier stages, it can be reversed. 
like uh, Dr. Wallace, for example, had, um, uh, I can't remember now, I think it was Parkinson's or lupus, a neurological disorder, and she cured herself by changing her lifestyle habits. She did a lot of research. She got grants from the government. And uh, she's a, a beautiful walking example today of how you can overcome it just by determination and do, making changes in your lifestyle habits. And nobody likes to make lifestyle habits because it sounds so dramatic. Oh, I don't want to give this up and I don't want to implement that. But if your life is dependent on it, what do you do? You know, like, for example, say your four-year-old is diagnosed with something terminal. You're going to do everything you possibly can to save that child's life. So it's the same thing for us as, as, as human beings or for our loved ones. Okay. Now, you mentioned Wi-Fi, that the doctor said that that's one of the major, in his opinion, one of the major causes of neurological disorders. Um, And we live in an age that is computerized and electronic. And um, how do we, what can we do to protect ourselves? Um, Because it would be very difficult to completely avoid that. So what do we do with that? Well, the very first thing everybody can do is to make your bedroom a sanctuary, electronic-free. We go to bed with our cell phones. We go to bed with our iPads. We go to bed with our televisions. They're all emitting electromagnetic frequencies which affect our sleep cycle. Your bedroom should be the only place is for sleeping and for pleasure with your partner, nothing else. So my computer system at home is hardwired. I've chosen to do that over probably the last 10 years. You can hardwire your computer at home. For some people, it's challenging because they'll say, well, I've got kids and they want to do their homework late into the nighttime and whatever. Um, But limit screen time. You know, don't watch, don't be on your computer into the wee hours of the morning. And if possible, turn off the electric source of your uh, Wi-Fi at night, turn it off if you can't hardwire it. You know, you can take, use an earphone or um, put your your cell phone on on speakerphone rather than holding it up to your head. Never carry your cell phone on your body. Um, There are devices that you can purchase online that will help minimize um, on your cell phone, on your computer, you should never k- keep your um, uh, laptop or your, your laptop on your lap. They're sort of, they shouldn't have named it a laptop because when you put it on your lap, you're absorbing that electromagnetic frequencies into your body. I mean, you know, 20 years ago when I first heard about the dangers of Wi-Fi, it was was about a man whose eight-year-old daughter had died. Um, because she was using a cell phone up to her head and that the cell phone x-rays scans showed it was the same shape as the cell phone and the antenna. And so, I mean, this has been around for 20 years and now with the onset of 5G, which is going to be even more toxic, there's no place you can get away from it. So the only places to make your home as uh, Wi-Fi free as possible. You know, there's paint you can put on the walls, there's coverings you can put over your bed, There's devices you can put on your cell phone, on your computer. You can wear these pendants. Um, You know, there's there's small steps you can take. 
you know, in the work arena, there's not much you can do. Right. So just there are there are crystals, it. there are healing crystals that um, we right. can wear. That's, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. To, exactly. So there there are things out there you can do to minimize it. Okay. Okay. Um, so you talked about. Um, you know, in the information that you sent me, you talked about the people that live in the blue zones. And, um, you know, these are longest living communities all over the world. So what have you discovered or what is the, um, what is the information that you have been able to find about these blue zones? Okay, well, um, there's a book, there's several books written on, on the topic. So Dan Butler uh, did the research on, on, on um, this topic, and he discovered um, it was their lifestyle. It was their diet. It was because they live in usually remote um, areas. You know, they don't have all the Wi-Fi that we have in North America. Uh, they were active and, and physically active well into their 80s and 90s, like, some of them that have been farmers were still trekking 20 and 30 miles a day. You know, they ate fresh produce. Legumes was a really big one. And at most, they ate meat once a week, at the very least once a month. So they were definitely plant-based um, as a staple for their diet. Not to negate meat per se, but in North America, our meat is not the same as it is in some of these um, you know, in Costa Rica or in, in Japan or whatever, um, you know, because of, of what the animals are fed and all the toxins in the water that we have that's more prevalent in North America than it is in some of these other countries. And they had a really strong sense of community, which I can't stress how important community is because it's support. I mean, why do they have... Uh, support groups for Alcoholics Anonymous or women that have just had breast cancer or couples, uh, you know, newly uh, uh, separated moms because you need a support system to help you get through on through your challenges and, and on your journey. So they were all community-focused, strong ties with family. You know, they would all sit around and and have their glass of wine, share their meals on a regular basis, which we have seen to have fallen away from doing. We sort of reserve it for the special days like Christmas or, or, or Thanksgiving. But how many families sit down on a regular basis once a week, say, uh, like on a Sunday, like, you know, you always went to your mother's for, for Sunday dinner. How many families do that today? We don't. And then, Everybody's sitting at the dining room table, and everybody's on their cell phone. I mean, you see that repeatedly in restaurants. There's four people sitting at a table in a restaurant, and everybody's on their cell phone. You know, we, we don't have that communication anymore. You know, children come home from school. They're glued to their iPads. Parents come home. They're, they're texting on their cell phones. We, we don't have that community, that communication anymore. Like, we're sort of, we, we become isolated. Isolation is a killer. You know, that's been proven over and over again. Mm. Wow, that's um, that's really interesting. Uh, so, you know, we live in an environment that if we allow our environment to just take us over, um, it can kill us. What about 
keeping our minds active. Um, that's something that, you know, I'm really big on with myself. In addition to having, you know, largely plant-based diet and, and um, keeping stress down in my life. But um, I believe that keeping my mind active is, is really important. Um, what do you, how do you feel about that? Oh, absolutely. I stress that incredibly. You know, do um, mind games. You know, there's the the puzzle, Suko. Suko, I think it's called. There's Zoomosity online. You know, playing chess or checkers, uh, doing crossword, other crossword puzzles. You know, they're, they're showing that walking, gardening, exercising, dancing is really good for the mind. And practice stress reduction whether it's yoga or meditation, I mean, that's been proven over and over again to calm your, um, your, your mind down so you're not secreting as much of the stress hormone cortisol, and, but, you're, but you want more DHEA, which is the happy hormone. HeartMath is a well-researched um, company out of California. They've been around for like 20 years, and they practice a, a certain breathing technique which will put you in a relaxed state within two minutes. So say somebody has cut you off in traffic and you're stewing um, or you're waiting in, in, a, in a traffic jam cause you're, and you're going to be late for an appointment or you have to go in to see your boss and you're really stressed because you don't have this paper done. Or, uh, you know, as a student, you have to go see the principal. There's a breathing exercise where you can do where you just focus on the energy of your heart and, and take a, a deep breath for four or five seconds, whatever is comfortable for you, and then release it. And then you take another deep breath for four or five seconds, and then you release it. And then you focus on something that regenerates an appreciative feeling. Hmm. It could be your pet. It could be your loved one. It could be a certain flower or a certain vacation spot or a certain um, uh, piece of music. And, and it really will change your state like instantly. And they've been, you know, they've done extensive research on it. There's a little bit more to it than that. But they've used it in prisons, in schools, um, in institutions with really great results. And one of my favorites is probably practicing Blue Mind. And Blue Mind was coined by um, uh, Dr. Wallace. He's a marine biologist. He says anytime we are in, on, or near water, we reach a semi-meditative state. Why do people go to the cottage in the summertime? Why do they take winter vacations in warm countries by, um, where there is a beach? Why do people like kayaking or sailing or fishing? Why do we go swimming? Why do we like water fountains? Because it's that regenerative feeling. So really take the time to spend somewhere in nature where there is water. I mean, why do we take baths with, you know, bubble baths with essential oils and a candle? Because it's relaxing. There are just so many benefits with water. We've sort of taken it for granted. You know, blow bubbles. Go to the park. I mean, a few years ago, I I took a a friend of mine, and we went to the park, and we're both mature women, and we blew bubbles, and we had a good time. Everybody else thought we were nuts, but we had a good time. That's fun. You know? Um, Right. 
you know, fountains, swimming pools, you know, skiing. That's still a water-related sport. Walking in the rain, watching a thunderstorm. You know, it's all water-related. And, you know, if you think of it, for the first nine months, we were in a water environment in our mother's uterus. And so where we felt safe and secure and everything was looked after and we didn't have any worries or anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're born and uh, we say, okay, God, we'll take over from here. You know, there's yeah. things you can do to, you know, release, relieve that are not an answer. Once again, it goes back to what is causing the stress? What is the root cause? And fix that, you know, as best as you can, whether it's the Wi-Fi, whether it's a stressful relationship, whether it's a stressful job, um, you know, whatever. Um, And I wanted to ask you, I know, you know, way back they were talking about how um, aspartame and artificial sweeteners were, um, they were blaming um, dementia and things like that on those. And now we have stevia, which I'm not so sure is, is the answer, but what is your feeling about artificial sweeteners? And I'm, I mean, I know you're you're health based, so I know that this well, would not be something you would you would yeah. promote. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely no way. Um, there's too many chemicals in there, um, heavy metals, which are so detrimental to the body. But not just the sweeteners. We have an epidemic of sugar consumption on this planet too. You know, we feed our children candy vitamins that are disguised as processed cereals. I mean, some of them have more sugar in them than a candy bar. And so with greenwashing, they'll, they'll have a, 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 a chocolate bar saying with extra five grams of protein added. So all of a sudden you think it's a little healthier because there's more protein in it, but they don't say anything about the amount of sugar in it. We are, it was, it's recommended that women consume Six, six grams of sugar per day, men seven, and children three to four, depending on their age. One gram of sugar is three teaspoons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look on your labels, like ketchup, um, you know, some of the processed um, uh, food additives, um, salad dressings, they all have added sugar to it. You know, yogurt, the purpose of yogurt is to populate the friendly bacteria in your gut for a strong immune system, but it tastes rather bland, so in order to make it more palatable, what do they do is they add sugar to it. And sugar feeds the unfriendly bacteria in your gut, so it sort of defeats the whole purpose. Like, we're just obsessed. Everything has to be sugar, sugar, sugar. And, you know, if you start reading your labels, and really, look, you will be so surprised at how much sugar there are in all our foods. Now, are we talking about refined sugar? Because then there are, you know, fruits and things like that that are good for us, but that we don't want to indulge in them either. So what is, um, well, how yes, does that check factor once in? Again, what's it? Well, definitely nothing, definitely no refined sugar, no processed sugar, no organic sugar. I mean, you know, organic sugar, it's still sugar. It doesn't matter if it's organic or not, it's still sugar right. and it's still processed. You know, malt sugar, high fructose corn syrup. Um, even uh, coconut sugar is still sugar. So, you know, your better sources actually, put the, the lowest uh, sugar content of any food is coconut nectar, and it's a very low glycemic. So it's very similar to maple syrup, and it's great for diabetics. 
um, and it comes in liquid form, but like read your labels. You know, there are some fruits that have higher sugar content, even though they may have benefits, like for example, pineapples or mango. You know, you're better off with, with your berries or, you know, uh, an apple. Um, but, you know, you know, really start reading your labels to, to minimize that sugar because it's really creating havoc with your brain. And, you know, once your pineal gland, or sorry, pineal um, in, your, in your brain is, is covered in amyloid plaque, you know, the results aren't very favorable. But, you know, supplements should be on the bottom of the list for healthy brain function. It still is important, but, you know, I really believe to get to the root cause, definitely. Okay. Now tell us about plant-based, um, a plant-based diet and why you switched over and what you know. I'm largely plant-based as well. Um, I believe in it. So what do you know about that? Well, I was living on can- in Vancouver at the time when I was diagnosed with my cancer, and the raw food movement was really very popular. And so I embraced that, not knowing anything about raw food. But raw food which means it's not touched by heat, is a lot easier to eat in warmer climates than it is, say, where I live in Toronto. And so I really embraced that because I really fed, fed my body. I, I, I thrived on it. And food that is touched by heat has lost its enzymes because the enzymes are killed, and it's the enzymes that we need to help digest our food. So anything processed, steamed, boiled, broiled, baked, is basically dead food. It may taste good. It may have some nutrients left in it, but it doesn't have the life force, the enzymes that we need to sustain our body. So that's why a plant-based, but, you know, whole foods plant-based diet. So I'm not saying, uh, you know, to to eat uh, a totally raw food diet. In In the summer months, you know, really indulge more in your salads. You can make your main meal, you know, a really hearty salad. But I like to follow Dr. Furman's uh, G-bomb, and he says every single day we should eat one of each of these. G for greens, B for beans and legumes, O for onions, M for mushrooms, S for, uh, or B for, for berries, and S for seeds. And that is primarily what the blue zones thrive on. And so, I, you know, you know. Um, I learned a lot about mushrooms lately and, and how important they are for our bodies. Um, are there particular kind of mushrooms that are better for us to eat than others? Well, definitely uh, reishi is the king of mushrooms, the medicinal mushrooms. Uh, reishi, shiitake, lion's mane, shaga. Shaga is really great for, for cancer prevention, and it has been shown to uh, help uh, with um uh, your intestinal flora, which supports your, your good brain. So, um, you know, those are the, the key ones. You can buy them dry or you can buy them fresh in some, some of the supermarkets. And I just saute some in a little bit of coconut oil with uh, some, um, some onions, in, and I just absolutely love it. And I, and I, do, I eat lentils every single day. I have a, a, a room-temperature lentil dish that I love, which... Uh, I add to it celery, red pepper, olives, mint, dill, uh, in a lemon vinaigrette, and 
it's my lunch or my dinner, and then I, mm. and then um, your your beans and your legumes, you know, um, throughout the week. So don't eat the same thing over and over again. Definitely a variety. And in terms of berries, the the blue, the more blue colored berries you eat, the better. Blueberries being number one, and followed by blackberries. Hmm. You know, the and other wild, berries. Wild blueberries are the best ones, right? Because we can bet Absolutely. we can buy them. Actually frozen, the wild blueberries. That's right. You know, I tried picking blueberries, wild blueberries, one summer. It is laborious, I tell you. I wouldn't <laughs> want to do it for all the team, tell you, because the yield is, because you end up eating as many as as, as you end up saving. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you can you get know, the frozen so many... ones. Yeah, you can get the frozen, frozen ones that are wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I do, and I put them into my, my daily smoothie. Mhm. Yeah, they're really good. Um, so how you know there are so many things that we need to change about our lifestyles. Um, what are the primary ones we should focus on? So if you had to pick three, what would you say the, the three most important things we do are? Um, minimize your Wi-Fi, and these are things to start with your bedroom. Create a, a a, um, a sanctuary in your bedroom because the Wi-Fi interferes with the sleep cycle and aren't we all complaining that we're tired? The glyphosate found in, in food sprayed with the active ingredient, which is in Roundup, um, also interferes with our sleep cycle. So, you know, eat as much organic as possible and definitely foods that are highly sprayed with glyphosate, avoid them. And so that's all... Um, Grains, beans, legumes, yams, potatoes, tomatoes, and papaya. So they all have to be organic. You know, some produce is really cost prohibitive in the winter months um, because, uh, you know, it has to be imported. So make substitutions. You know, if you can't do organic peppers, then, uh, you know, substitute with something else. And then very important is to detox. You know, we live in such a toxic world and we have this toxic body burden that, you know, I like to use the analogy of fixing the holes in your roof, which is my upcoming book. When you have holes in your roof, you have to fix those holes because it may result in a power outage, electrical damage, furniture damage, um, having to, you know, remove walls or whatever. Because if you don't fix them, that problem is not going to go away. So, but you may not have, you may have more than one hole in you. So you have to fix all the different holes, so you don't, so you you don't have the mold in your house and the damage from the mold. So it's the same thing with our body. If we have all these holes in our body because we've got too many toxins or too much mold, or too much stress, or too much Wi-Fi, it's going to result in, number one, dementia. It could be cancer. It could be heart disease. It could be a host of other items. So for me, Wi-Fi, glyphosate, and detox. Now, what about about, um, an alkaline diet? I know alkaline water is much better for you than um, the bottled water we drink, which is generally very high in, um, in acidic content. So um, do you believe in, al- in an alkaline diet? Well, alkaline certainly helps. 
terms of water, um, maybe depending, um, you know, on what makes your water alkaline, does it remove heavy metals? You know, if you're drinking, are you drinking city water? Bottled water isn't any better. So there's a little bit more to it than just, you know, drinking alkaline water. But yes, it definitely is beneficial. All the alkalizing foods are definitely very beneficial. There's, there's no doubt about it. So lots of, you know, fruits and vegetables, you know, minimize the meat. You know, if you, if you don't really want to give up your meat, just try Meatless Mondays. And then when you go out to a restaurant, uh, try a meatless option. Invite people over for dinner, but don't tell them. Like when, when, you, when you invite people over for dinner, you say, you want to come over for dinner? And you go, yeah, okay. You don't say, okay, but we're not going to serve meat. You don't. People come over because they want to spend time with you in, and communicate and have laughter and, and sharing. So they don't really care what they eat. And I bet you that nine times out of ten, people won't even realize that they didn't have any meat. Right. I know. Well, we don't. We don't serve it in our home. Never have. We, we've yeah, raised no, our children challenge. on. On yeah, we've raised our children um, to be vegetarian, and they've lately chosen more of a vegan lifestyle. So, um, you know, they've oh, never excellent. had meat. Yeah. You know, and then go go on a ch- you know challenge yourself for five days or seven days. Go on a vegetarian diet, you and your family for seven days, or start a movement at work. Let's do vegetarian for a week. And just prove to yourself that you will feel better at the end of it. There's no doubt about it. Right. Just prove it to yourself. Don't take, you know. What about dairy products? I mean, I know they're not good for us, but how do you feel about no. them? Um, definitely very toxic because the hormones that the cows are fed, uh, they eat genetically modified corn or soy. The food, you know, the grass is spread with, uh, sprayed with glyphosate. Dairy does not increase your calcium intake. That's been a real misnomer. And uh, women in Asian countries need 1,200 milligrams of calcium per day. We need 1,800. We have osteo. They don't. There's something amiss. When they come to North America and adopt a North American diet, they get breast cancer, which is very heavily linked to dairy consumption. Mm-hmm. Now, what about um, organic dairy? I mean, I, I don't eat dairy, but what about if it's organic? Well, you know, why do you need it? You know, it, it doesn't really give you the calcium that you think you get. You get more calcium from other foods than from, from uh, drinking meat. I'm sorry, drinking drinking milk. <laughs> so, you know, if you real, you know, try almond milk. Um, don't do soy because it's uh, it's usually GMO. I make my own almond milk. I just soak my almonds overnight. Um, two cups of almonds, three to four cups of water in a high powered blender. Put it through a nut milk bag, and I've got fresh almond milk. Mm-hmm. Even though almond milk you can buy in the store. It has still been processed and has preservatives added to it for longer shelf life. Best to make your own. Yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, I used to do that years ago before it even hit the stores. You know, I used to make almond milk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I can't, I I don't digest dairy. Um, it's not really digestible. Period. <laughs> there are, um, and okay, so 
what are some of the other things that we should know about um, dementia prevention? Really important is to resolve emotional issues that are have been harboring for you, you know, maybe since childhood, you know, maybe your best friend betrayed you, um, your mother did something to you, um, you know, your boyfriend left you, you had a bitter relationship, a bitter divorce with your, uh, with your ex. Resolve those emotional issues because they are holding you hostage. There's a really good analogy. There's two prisoners of war just released from prison and they're walking down the road on their way to freedom. And the one says to the other, so did you forgive your captors? To which he replies, no, never. And then the first says, then I guess they still have you captive in your mind. Mm, very good analogy. I like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I... You um, forgive. You forgive. Yeah. I mean, my focus, um, I work almost exclusively with uh, people who have had narcissistic abuse, and um, they have indeed been held hostage emotionally. So I completely get that analogy. That's really great. And then also, have you heard of the ACE test? I've heard of it. I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) Okay, accelerated, it's an acronym, accelerated childhood experiences. You can Google it. It's free online. And um, 20 years ago, I believe, Kaiser Permanente, a well-respected health research company, did a study on 17,000 individuals, most of them uh, college-educated. Ten questions. Traumas you experienced between the ages of 3 and 18. Physical abuse, emotional, verbal, sexual. Your father was an alcoholic. He beat up your mother. Any traumas you experienced between those those formative years, 3 to 18, if you scored two or more yeses out of a possible 10 questions, you have an 80% chance of developing cancer, arteriosclerosis, heart disease after the age of 50. And the more yeses, the more exponentially the numbers rise. Amazing. Do you, what about supplements? Are there, are there, I mean, I know you said that we should be able to get this in our diet, but not everybody can. Um, so what are some of the better supplements to help us? Is fish oil one of them? I mean, what are some of the major things we can do? Well, fish oil, they're showing, the latest research has shown that it's not um, as good as everybody has seen it to be. Uh, number one, fish is the most toxic flesh protein on the planet because of the pollution in the waters. According to Dr. Uh, Brian Clement of Hippocrates, he's written a book to that effect. So I really stay away from any marine life, even if it's, you know, well, they say, well, okay, well, sardines or, or freshwater salmon, but they're still in the same water. The water circulates on the whole planet. So, um, Things, uh, glucathione, uh, GABA, NAC, uh, definitely magnesium, definitely vitamin D, K2, B12. B12 you have to take um, either with a patch or liquid because unless you have the B12 intrinsic factor, you're not going to absorb the B12. So these are just staple supplements that everybody should take on a, on a regular basis. Because I'm vegan, I get my B12 or my um, essential fatty acids from chia, flax, 
sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there are some situations, I believe, and you may not agree with me, but there are some situations where I believe that medication can help us, if not just temporarily, to uh, get us over the hump. Because I find that, and I can't prescribe them, I'm not a doctor, um, and I don't have any you know, medical background, but there are times where um, the anxiety is so beyond control that we can't even focus on what we need to do until we get our we calm ourselves down. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. You know, I'm not, I'm not contra meds. Um, their circumstances just don't make it a habit. And, you know, try to find another resolve that would be beneficial. But absolutely, definitely. There are times where we need it, right? That's there right, times- exactly. Yeah. And it's more important that we achieve um, calm and peace in our lives. That's right. So, right. And sometimes it's very, you know, like I say, some of the people that I work, well, most of the people I work with are suffering from complex PTSD. And until they can get sort of to a level playing field, they can't even begin to 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 be mm-hmm. to approach the healing. So that's good. Um, this is really informative, um, Alexi. Thank you. Um, so what else? should we know and um how can we ward this off i mean besides doing all these other things is it possible for a dementia to decrease in the united states and in canada and well i think you know we like i would love to eradicate dementia uh rooms in nursing homes um it is doable um, people just sort of take it at face value. Well, I guess they've been diagnosed. I'll have to just look after my mother or my father um, or put him in a nursing home and he'll have to be on meds for the rest of your life. Well, no, just, you know, start looking, you know, just think maybe there is another way. You know, why do you hear about people uh, achieving great feats with their health, like, you know, curing themselves of cancer or overcoming lupus? Um, or, um, you know, th- there's ways you can do it. So just, just have an open mind. You know, just because your doctor says so, do your own investigation. You know, when you, um, when you buy a car, for example, or you want to buy a car, and you go to, say, a Honda dealership, and the Honda dealer says, well, you know, this is the best car because of blah, 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 blah. Do you take his word for granted or do you go home and maybe do some research on the best cars for the last year or the best Honda models or what are the problems with the Honda models? You know, do some research. Just don't take everything at face value. And for all the information on Google, there is a lot of misinformation because if you Google, do you have a certain um, you would have five different diseases and you're on your deathbed. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know? So yeah. there, there are reputable sources on the Internet, you know. So it's just, you know, and, and ask other people. Ask around, you know. Right. Go to, you know, support groups or meetings or, you know, um, for whatever particular ailment you may have. And uh, just be educated and, and really just be optimistic, have a positive attitude. I mean, you know, they say if, if it's to be, it's up to me. So, 
you you know you do the best you can. You may not be end up being one hundred percent, but you're certainly giving it your your all, and and you never know what you can achieve. And you know, and and on that note, um, this craze over this coronavirus to me oh. it just perpetuates oh. the virus. I mean, all this fear around getting it is right. causing going to cause more. I know. And then, you know, there's, there's, there's statistics. The number of people that die from heart disease, the number of the people that die from cancer, the number of people that die from pneumonia or influenza on a given year is a lot more than the people that have died from corona. Right. It's, um, it, they're hyping this, and it's, it's very scary. Um, they're making it so much worse than it is. And the last question I have is uh, about genetics. What part does genetics play in dementia? Well, across the board, you know, the science of epigenetics has shown that if you have a, a predisposition to a certain illness, whether it's diabetes or, or breast cancer because your mother had it and your grandmother had it or whatever, that is only linked by 4%. The 96% is all related to environment. And environment is toxins, water, diet, stress, whatever. It's only 4% genetically linked. Hmm. Okay. That's good to know. I would think that it would be stronger, but... Um, well, but... Because, they, you know, because your mother had, like, you, you know, you say, uh, well, I'm going to get breast cancer. My mother had breast cancer. My aunt had breast cancer. My grandmother had breast cancer. They, they all lived the same lifestyle. They all had the same diet. Hmm. Okay. So, so nothing changed. So, you know, when you change your environment and do things differently and implement new and healthier choices, changes can be made. Now, you have um, you have a company called Whole Health Academy, and what do you do with Whole Health Academy? Well, actually, what my new... Um, what I focus now on is I have a, an app called Whole Health, the Whole Health app. Okay. And on it, I focus on this. It's a resource for numerous articles, uh, quizzes, videos, audios. I offer online programs through it. And um, the research has shown that um, apps are the way of the future for marketing 2020 and beyond because we spend on the average four to six hours on our cell phone, and most of it is on some kind of app. So it's a lot easier and more accessible. You may be taking public transit. You may be at the doctor's office. You may be um, wherever where you can access the information on your app. I mean, that sort of is contrary to being healthy, but as long as you wear the protective devices, you don't put it uh, the phone to your ear, you know, it's doable. But again, just... Be just, just, you know, be, take, be um, healthy about it and don't overdo it. So my health app, uh, it's, it's sort of tricky to get to it. If you have an Android phone, you have to type in in the search bar one word, whole health, all lowercase. And if you have an iPhone, you type in the whole health app. And uh, a logo will appear, with a little figurine with a pink background. And on the app, I do have a quiz, uh, a 12-part quiz, Are You at Risk for Dementia? And I do provide answers for it. 
Okay. And do you have a website, Alexi? I, um, yeah, my website is thewholehealthacademy.com. The app is the Whole Health app. Okay. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And you also have um, a 30-day detox online program. Is that correct? Uh, well, actually, I've, I've lengthened that to a bit longer because um, research has shown that it takes 60 to 90 days to change a habit, not 30 days. So I've extended it to 90 days. So every week you get a lesson in the form of a written journal, or a Q&A, and either an audio or a visual, plus a weekly Facebook group calls for extra support. And uh, it's, it's worked very well, you know. Uh, when you have the support, it makes so much difference. And if you break it down into doable steps, you can achieve it instead of trying to do five things at once. So we take one new habit to implement every week, which is the same thing to um, minimize your risk of dementia. Start with um, your bedroom being sanctuary-free. Then, then, then start with you know really paying attention to eating glyphosate-free foods, and then maybe in another week or two weeks, look into a detox program. Don't do everything at once because you'll be overwhelmed. Right, and you could get sick too because when we detox, if you detox too fast, it can make you very sick. Yeah. Exactly. And work with a health practitioner that can help you, you know. Right. Well, I like it. I mean, I like the fact that you can break it down that way because, you know, if we try to think about all the things we may need to do, it could be overwhelming. But we can do one thing a week. You know, that's not that difficult. So, yes. Yeah, just um, one thing a week. Yeah, everything that you're saying is, is just so great. It all makes sense. And um, I think that we this is something we all need to hear, and we can begin to apply it in our lives. I mean, some of us have been doing these things for years and years. For those who haven't, um, you know, as I said, it can, seem, it can uh, um, feel overwhelming. But, you know, anything that you do towards health, Anything that you do towards health is decreasing the um, the chance that you may get these diseases. So, um, was there a message you want to leave us with, real quick? Well, just you know, get a get a buddy. You know, get a buddy to to work with you. Um, you know, because if if it's really important to you, you'll find a way. If it's mm-hmm. not, you'll find an excuse. Right, and then when it happens, when you end up with these diseases, then you say, oh, no, you know, now what do I do? Um, Exactly, exactly. But, you know, hopefully it's reversible um, at that point as well. Lexi, it's been a pleasure. Alexi, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being my guest. I'm so glad you contacted me and we were able to um, offer this information to my listeners. It's been totally my pleasure. Thank you so much, and thank you for what you do as well. Oh, I appreciate that. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy. Uh, you're in Toronto. Enjoy Enjoy your day. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. So we are out of time, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.